Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. My name is Marcia. God equips the called. Heavenly Father, as I bring this message forward, I ask for your wisdom to come through, remove self, and may your word hit with accuracy and many hearts and spirits, my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God equips the called. Exodus 31.2 says, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, and the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in the cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. In the Old Testament, beginning in chapter 25, God gave Moses instructions on how he wanted the various items to be made for the tabernacle. He told Moses to take up an offering of those who wanted to give willingly of gold silver and brass god had specific instructions for how he wanted everything done the tabernacle the altar the table for the shrew bread the closure for the tabernacle the lamp the spices to make incense and anointing oil the priest clothes the brass basin everything that would be part of the holy place within the tent. With each item came very specific instructions. When I first read it, I knew Moses had these instructions God gave him, and they were very detailed. And I was wondering how all of these items were going to get made to God's specifications, exactly how he told Moses he wanted it done. But then I understood because in Exodus 31, it says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, God was telling Moses in Exodus 31, 1 through 6, how his specifications, how everything he wanted done, would get done exactly how he needed it to be. When he told Moses that he had called Bezalel, and he had filled him, with the Spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. So each person that God called to do each task, they were considered to be wise-hearted. Every detail to master and craft these items, God placed his spirit, wisdom, and understanding, and knowledge in all manner of workmanship into those individuals he called to do his work. It says in Exodus 3, 31, 6, in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted. The term that are wise-hearted, according to the Hebrew Dictionary of Strong, it describes those skills as builders, craftsmen of all sorts in precious metal, women who spin fabrics, the wise, such as what was given to Solomon like no other, before or since. When you study Solomon, you know that God gave him a wisdom 
beyond anything a human had ever had or will ever have again. But it was a wisdom placed upon him by God. And the wise-hearted have that wisdom of God placed upon them so that they understood his exact detail for every article that was going to be made in the tent of the tabernacle. God called these people to do it, and he laid upon their hearts how he wanted it done, and he gave them the skills to master what he wanted done. God equips the cult. The word cunning, in addition to meaning shrewd and crafty, also means skilled, expert, and adept in performance. In Exodus 31.4, it says, To devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass. The cunning works means the workers were adept in performance of their work, which was skilled and expert. It says in Exodus 28.3, Thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. As we read these different chapters in Exodus from 25 on up to 31 and beyond, we hear the term wise-hearted quite often because these are the men and the women that God called to do his work for this tabernacle. And they were referred as the wise-hearted. Even as God gave these detailed instructions to Moses, he placed within his people who would be doing that work, the wise-hearted wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So no intricate detail would be missed. In Exodus 31.7, it says the tabernacle of the congregation and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is thereupon and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and his furniture and the pure candlestick with all his furniture and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all his furniture and the laver and his foot and the clothes of service and holy garments of Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil and sweet incense for holy place, according to all that I have commanded thee, shall they do. Moses addressed the community, relaying all the instructions that God gave him, and he told them in 35.10 of Exodus, And every wise-hearted among you shall come, and make all that the Lord hath commanded. Throughout chapter th 35, it tells of all the people who had a willing heart to give the articles that God requested, as he had requested them to give a willing offer of silver, gold, jewelry, different articles that they had in their possession. He wanted them to give an offer, but he wanted it to be given willingly. And it tells about the women who had the wisdom to spin with their hands the fine linen. It tells of those who brought jewelry, stones, spices, 
all that God told Moses that he wanted done, people whose heart was willing to give and those who were wise-hearted to perform the task came forward to do what God commanded. We have encountered people who have an incredible skill set to fix things, build things, do intricate work. We've all seen that in someone at one time or another. It seems like it takes them little effort to make something that leaves you awestruck. I mean, right here in present day, we see that. We see it in artists. We see it in people who do workmanship of the finest detail. And we sit there and we look at them in awe because it's beautiful. And you wonder how in the world can they do it? But we recognize that they have a gift. We recognize that they have a talent on them. It's just important to understand that that gift and that talent that they have, it didn't come from them and it didn't come from their generations, even though they may have had a mother, a grandmother, a great grandfather, and so on, who was an artist or who did this or who did that. It didn't come through the DNA. It came from God, a gift and a talent from him. And if generation upon generation is born and they have that same talent, that's the favor of God. That isn't a talent that man has given himself, though man will like to take credit for it. It comes from God. And we need to recognize our gifts and our talents. They are from God. They are gifts from God, but he places them on us for a reason. And that reason is to serve him and give him the glory. God equips the call. He did it back then, and he continues to equip those he calls today. He placed within those individuals the know-how to complete the specifications he wanted for the tabernacle. Our gifts and talents that we are equipped with are for his work, his purpose, his glory. But not everyone uses their talent to serve God. But if they did, what a powerful house for God it would be right here on earth today. In 1 Samuel 16, God had rejected Saul as king. He instructed Samuel to go to Jesse because he already had chosen Jesse's son, David. Only Samuel did not know that yet. It says in 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 18, But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Because of Saul's disobedience, God withdrew his spirit off of Saul. And Saul had many troubles because God placed an evil spirit before him. And it says in 1 Samuel 16, 15, And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold how an evil spirit from God troubled thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand and shall and thou shalt be well and Saul said unto his servants provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me then answered one of the servants and said behold 
I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and plain, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Going back to 1 Samuel 16, 16. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp, and it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. The word cunning is used to describe the player of the harp. It would need to be someone adept, skillful, in playing the instrument. And we talked about that word cunning. It's more than just being a shrewd person. It's about being skilled, being an expert, and being adept in performance. And when they're using the word cunning here, they're looking for someone who can play the harp with skill. How do we know that David's playing will give Saul peace? Genesis 41, 15. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And in Genesis 41, 16, And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Joseph is letting Pharaoh know in that conversation that the peace and interpretation is not coming from him, Joseph the man, but instead is coming from God. Joseph was able to give the interpretation, but the hand of God was upon him to do that. And reference first Samuel sixteen twenty one through twenty three, and David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. The evil spirit that God troubled Saul with departed when David played the music, because the hand of God was on David. And reference Second Kings 3.15, which says, But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass, when the minstrel played, that the hand of the Lord came up on him. A minstrel is to beat a tune with fingers, especially playing on a stringed instrument to sing or to make music. That is what a minstrel is. And we see God's hand upon individuals that are gifted in playing music and in singing. But it is the gift of God, it is the hand of God that has laid upon that person. He has placed that gift within them, that skill within them to be able to play that music or sing that song. It did not come from us, but it came from God. There are other gifts that God gives in order for us to give service to him. Other gifts than what we just talked about with the intricate workmanship and the skill that he placed upon those to do the tabernacle and different gifts other than the singing that we do and that they did back then.
or the playing of instruments. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 4, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning spirits, to other divers kinds of tongue, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work, that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular, and God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, and that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongue. God has touched a multitude of people past and present with gifts and talents. There will be more in the future that he blesses with gifts and talent. There is no limit to what he can bless a person to do, no matter how intricate, intricate in workmanship, intellectual, spiritual, musical, artistic. Our thoughts as humans draw a limit, but it is with a limitless God. There is no limit with God only with humans. So going back for a few minutes in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 28, these gifts that we are talking about in the church are for service in the church, but also outside of the church. When it talks about the diversities of gifts, but by the same spirit, those who are called to be prophets, teachers, evangelists, ministers, those who have a discernment of spirit, who have wisdom, or who have a word of knowledge. All of these things and these gifts are given to different people, but they are operating under the same spirit of God, because it is God who has laid that upon them and gave them the ability to do it. So if you're speaking in tongues, that comes from the Spirit of God. And for someone to interpret what was said in tongues, that comes from the Spirit of God. So there are many works within the church. The teachers, those that lay hands on and healings occur. The prophets, the apostles. All of these different stations, so to speak, within the church, they're gifts, but they're operating under God, one spirit, and that spirit is God. And it is nothing that man is doing himself. It is the gift of God. He has laid their, his hand upon each person to do what they do. As I stated earlier, there is no limit 
to what God can bless a person to do. We never know what a blessing he will bestow on a person until we have an encounter with that gifted individual. For those of us who know our gifts and talents, I do pray that we seek how we can best serve God with them. It is God's hand that has touched us and given us the skills and the talents and the gifts that we possess. So I do pray that we can seek him sincerely as to how we can glorify his name with our, our gifts and our talents, because it should never be about self. Self did not do it for you. So as we think about the gifts and the talents that God has placed upon us, or we have seen in other people, let us just lift each other up in prayer that we can always focus on how best we can serve him, giving him the glory and not ourselves. My closing prayer, Lord, in Exodus 31, 3, you said, and I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Lord, you equip the called. You placed wisdom, knowledge, and understanding by your spirit in those individuals you called to complete the task of building the tabernacle in Exodus. You do the same for us in present day. The, intric the intricate work and skills that some people have leave us awestruck. You bless each of us with gifts and talents, but those gifts and talents are for your purpose and to glorify you. And I pray that we seek to glorify you and your name always in everything that we do, Father, because you have blessed us back. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.